Do you want to protect yourself and your business from anything unjust that may come your way? Then this podcast is for you. Former Utah Attorney General John Swallow has helped thousands of people protect themselves, defend, and find justice during his 30 years of experience in law. If you're looking for honest and helpful legal advice, then we have exactly what you need on Case Closed with John Swallow. All right. I have such the amazing opportunity to share the room with John Swallow. John, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. Thanks. It's good to be here with you. It is good to be here with you. I, I have the privilege of sharing the screen on his uh, on his podcast. And for those of you who do not know John Swallow, he has been in the practice for 30 years. And John, can you please just brag about yourself for just one minute? <laughs> Quick thumbnail. I graduated from law school in 1990. I went to work for a law firm, became partner in the law firm in litigation, which means lawsuits, right? Um, then, then I went in-house as a corporate general counsel for a company for several years. Uh, was asked to be the chief deputy attorney general for the state of Utah, basically had a chance to manage the largest law firm in the state of Utah, make important decisions, counsel with the governor, with the legislature, and with all of my client agencies. Became the elected attorney general for the state of Utah, which was a distinct honor for me and for my family, and, and did that. And so, I mean, you know, I'm here to answer questions about uh, anything you'd like to ask me about the practice of law and help people understand why it's important to have a lawyer uh, when difficult times come in your lives. Just to be able to share the room with you, I am just so honored and happy. And I think your audience is just going to be so happy with all of the information that you have to share with us today. Uh, and the topic that we have for you is actually something that I think you're going to be able to explain to a T. So I feel like a lot of people they don't know that they need a lawyer until the day of reckoning comes. And I feel like you've you've seen a, a lot of that with all of your years of being in this field. And I feel like we can just simplify it down for some people and ask, when should you get in, a lawyer involved? Like, like as simply as you can put it, like when do you need to get that, like them involved? This may seem a little, and thanks for the question, a little um, self-serving for those who are in the legal profession. But law kind of intersects into everything about our lives, because in the United States, at least, we are a, a rule of law society. And so many times people don't realize that they need a lawyer before they need one. Uh, for example, uh, with regards to estate planning, people may not realize how important it is to really uh, organize what's going to happen with your assets or with your children or uh, other important things uh, after you pass away and you have no voice until it's too late, until you're, you're sick on your deathbed or, or you're mentally incompetent. And so um, the, the important thing about no, knowing when to need a lawyer is to be very proactive with that. Uh, bef before you're sued in a business deal, you may want to make sure your contracts are in order. Before you get into a situation where you're talking to an investigator about a question they have about something you may or may not have done, and you start answering questions, you're all of a sudden on a record, and it's hard to retract what you've already said. And so I think there are times when you want to be very proactive with a lawyer, uh, with estate planning or for tax purposes or something, and then there are times when you immediately want to consult with a lawyer once you're aware that something painful has happened or is about to happen with you. And so my advice to people is to be very proactive in thinking about what you could possibly be doing that could get you into some trouble or something that you may need some expert help with and pick up the phone and call a lawyer and ask the question before you know it's too late. 
Exactly. I feel like a lot of people are kind of scared to get lawyers involved, especially if they're in a case where the other, the opposite party has already got someone involved. And I feel like with with you explaining like the details of this, people can kind of breathe a little bit easier. People can get the resources that they need. Um, for those out there who don't know exactly what a lawyer does, can you just explain that? Just like what, like when you get a lawyer involved, when you call them, what do they do for you? Like, what's the overarching thing they do for you? Well, that's a great question. And, and, and you know, to kind of go right to the heart of things, a good lawyer is going to be able to listen to you and spot issues that you haven't even thought of. For example, a client of mine and I met just yesterday, and we were talking about a, a situation in his work where he had people who had been working for him that left the employment and then went off and started to compete with a competitor. And, and these former employees had, had taken some important information from my client relative to the business that my client de deemed confidential and kind of trade secret proprietary to the company. My client also showed me a document called a non-competition agreement. And without getting into any kind of privileged information, there were some things about that non-competition agreement that I could see right away violated Utah law and may not be enforceable and one of the things I said to my client was, why didn't you come talk to me at the time you, you know, prepared this agreement? Did you consult with a lawyer? And he said, well, no. And this is a business that has a lot of potential and could become a very significant business across the United States and globally, right? And because he didn't do certain things early on, he now is facing some decisions he'll have to make that make his case against these employers who are disloyal to him a lot more difficult. Um, and so the, the question being, you know, what, what does a lawyer do typically when you talk, talk to the lawyer for the first time? The good lawyer will listen to you and try to understand what it is you're concerned with and then employ and engage his knowledge, intelligence, experience to try to help solve your problems. And I, feel, I see myself as a real problem solver, which, which means everything. That's why I went to law school. That's why I practiced law for 30 years is I solve complex problems for people I represent, my clients. That is amazing. Thank you, John. Going along kind of that same thought process, you said, of course, in any field, there are there are good and bad um, ways to go about it. So when people are in a situation when maybe they've gotten a lawsuit on their hands or, or someone's coming kind of coming after them, what is the process and what research do people need to do to find a good lawyer? Well, I'm a big believer that all along in your life, you should be keeping your antenna up for good help, regardless of, of what area it might be in your life. For example, you know, we know that there are good physicians and there are not so good physicians. There are um, good, good accountants and accountants that maybe kind of walk too close to the line. And it's the same with lawyers. And, and so um, how you find a lawyer, sometimes it's word of mouth. Sometimes it's, you know, it's a member of the country club. If you're a member of a country club and, and you ask around, you hear around, or you go golfing with someone. Um, and, and sometimes most people, maybe they just see something on TV or on the radio, or they, they go through the internet, they do a Google search and try to find someone. And, and most of the advertisements you see are paid for advertisements that rank lawyers really high or, or other professionals really high. And so sometimes it's just really hit and miss. So I think you find someone that you really trust and that you really can believe in and you listen and try to find out, you know, a lawyer, find a lawyer that they have confidence in, that they trust 
that you can then visit with the lawyer and then listen to your feelings, listen to your heart, listen to your gut. And I would say this to anybody, if, if you're along that relationship, and I've had that experience myself, and, and you don't trust that what you're hearing is the right thing, your sense of things, your, your, spider, your spidey sense, they, they call it, <laughs> spider sense, um, tells you that it's not the right decision, have the courage to say, okay, I'm gonna go look for someone else. I'm gonna get a second opinion. Just like in the medical field, sometimes you get that second opinion. It can be the same way with the legal field as well and your choice of a lawyer. I'm sold, John, I am sold. On the flip of that coin, when some people decide to represent themselves in a case, what happens in that situation? Is there ever a good thing that can come out of that? Or what, what has been your experience? Well, you know the phrase, right? The, the person who represents himself has himself a fool for a client, right? <laughs> and I, I couldn't say that more, more clearly, more succinctly, with more, more impact or power. I've never seen a situation where someone represented themselves even a lawyer representing him or herself is never a wise thing to do. And it's because we are people, we have emotions and, and it's hard for us to, to be objective. You've heard the story about the physician who will not operate on his own spouse or his own children or her own children because they just don't trust themselves to get past the emotions. On, in the legal sense, in a court setting, there are also like privilege rules or evidentiary discovery type rules where where if a lawyer says something, it's not evidence. But if someone representing him, him or herself says something, then it becomes evidence that, that can be used against them in a proceeding. And so there are technical reasons not to represent yourself, and there are basically human factor reasons not to represent yourself. And even though the, that costs you money in the, in the end, it many times ends up saving you money because you don't make huge mistakes that could devastate the consequences of the decision to represent yourself in the case. Wow. All right, I'm taking notes right here. When you're talking about when you have a lawyer versus when you don't have a lawyer, when you do hire someone that you trust and you do hire someone that's good at the practice, what additional resources do they bring to the table? Well, to get into your, your answer, if you're asking me, um, if you hire a law firm, for example, you often benefit from more than your specific assigned lawyer. So for example, I have many relationships nationally. And if, if I run into, and I have partners in my law firm. And so if I have a question that's novel to me or an issue that's kind of um, something I don't have a, a ton of experience in, I, I can go to a partner and have a conversation, uh, usually, for half the price because only one lawyer is charging for the time, right? And actually get to the bottom line of a resolution quicker because so lawyers have a lot of resources that they can mine uh, that an individual may or may not have. But getting back to your earlier question about why a lawyer, I just wanna share another example, experience. Um, a client of mine came to me worried about saving their home. Unbeknownst to them, a creditor, someone they owed money to had obtained a judgment against their house, and they didn't understand the consequence of that until it was too late. They came to me and it was too late. And it ended up being that this family for an original judgment that was only amounted to only a couple of thousand dollars, they ended up losing their house and leaving the neighborhood 
where they had lived for more than 30 years with her family. It was a tragic story because these people thought they could represent themselves or thought they knew enough to know what their rights were and what their rights were. And had they come during a period of redemption for, for saving their house from a foreclosure sale, which is something that is, is authorized under the laws of almost every state, they would have had a different consequence. It would still be in the home where they'd raised their children, had sent their children to school and, and dreamed of retiring in someday, but they lost it all because they weren't as smart as they thought they were and lost the right to own their own home because they didn't think about hiring a lawyer who was aware of or who could have researched their remedies and saved their house. And that's, that's, that's a, a terrible example of what can happen if you think you can take the, the law into your own hands. So for those listening to this, to this podcast, don't be afraid to, to do some research and to actually get somebody else involved. Just like John was saying, when it comes to these legal types of actions, regular everyday Joe, like me, I have no idea like what the consequences could be down the line. I have no idea the paperwork. I don't have any idea the actual laws that go behind these things. And it's it's why there are amazing individuals like John Swallow out there who are open to help, who are open to listen. And I feel like there are so many resources, uh, at least online, where you can be able to, to find those people that can help you. That's exactly right. And, and, and I want to say this about lawyers. Uh, there are a lot of jokes about lawyers, and I laugh at every single one of them. But, but for every lawyer who's licensed in their state, there is a code of ethics of professional responsibility that lawyers, that requires a lawyer to not just brush over an issue, but to, to work diligently to research and, and protect and give good advice and solid advice to their clients. And so when, when you talk to a licensed attorney, there's a, a, a relationship that's formed that's more than just simply a casual one, but it's one of a duty to work earnestly in the best interest of your client to try to help them solve their problems. And so you can have confidence that a licensed lawyer will do good work for you but again, keep your antenna up because not all lawyers are created equal and you want to make sure that you have someone that you really can trust because when you go to a lawyer, it's because there's something very important happening. I, I often remind myself almost every day when I'm working on a case for a client, a matter, that people don't come to me to guess. They come to me because they have a challenge and they want the answer that's best for them. And I, and I hope that every lawyer out there who's licensed and who takes on the responsibility, the duty of representing someone would, would treat their project, their concern, their real life issue the same way. That's amazing. And that, that kind of went into one of our last questions is, can you trust your lawyer? Well, you should be able to trust your lawyer. But like I said earlier, not all, all lawyers are created equal. And in my own situation, where I was actually in a situation where I had to hire and engage a lawyer myself, and I learned firsthand how hard it is to pay legal fees, right? But, but I was in a situation where I wasn't comfortable with a lawyer that I had retained. And so I went ahead and I looked for someone else that I thought I could really trust. And I terminated my relationship with first lawyer and engage the second lawyer. And it was one of the best decisions I've ever made in my life. And so when you ask, can you trust your lawyer? Yes, you can trust your lawyer, but never forget that at the end of the day, you need to make your own decisions, follow your own instincts. And if you don't agree with something your lawyer is recommending that you do, you have an obligation inside, I believe. Every person has an obligation to question that and then go to a second opinion and make sure that your, 
you're really well represented because many times you only get one chance to defend yourself from an allegation, from a lawsuit, or to get the estate plan right, right? Because once you go, you lose your voice and you wanna make sure that everything is set in order, that you, in a way that you feel is best for you. And kind of going into our last question that we have on this podcast today is, I think you touched on a little bit, but should you know a lawyer beforehand? Should you know a lawyer um, before you get into any legal strife, into anything like that? Like, what does that process look like? Can, can there be a lawyer that covers all your bases or what does that look like to you? You know, today in our society that is so litigious, uh, where everybody seems like they're looking for a reason to go after someone else, right? I don't think you can ever be too careful. And, and I, my advice to my own children is get to know a lawyer, and they know one, right? <laughs> who knows people, who knows the right lawyers, who um, understands what it's about. I mean, 30 years of practice of law, working at the highest levels of my state uh, as attorney general, working with numerous attorneys general throughout the United States, being a corporate general counsel in a multinational company, uh, being a partner in a law firm now a couple of times, you know, I have that experience where I, if I don't know the answer, if I can't discover the answer, I know people who do know the answer. And so for those who haven't had a lot of experience yet, they ought to take time to rub shoulders, whether it's at the, you know, Kiwanis Club or at the gym or, you know, in the, your social circles, try to find out who the lawyers are and get to know one or two of them on a on a personal level, um, so that you have a foundation in in a relationship before you you know are, are calling and saying I need an answer in twelve hours or my life is over, and then you're just basically googling and hoping that you got the right person. So if if you can t take some time early on and establish those relationships, if if you can um, engage a lawyer when uh, it's a, a minor matter. And, and then build a relationship of trust so that you can pick up the phone immediately when you're in real trouble and say, hey, John, um, I'm in trouble. And I went, might say, well, I, I don't do that, but I do know someone who can really help you. It happens to me all the time. and I'm constantly referring people to lawyers who have an expertise in an area where I don't have a current expertise. And sometimes that lawyer and I will work together or sometimes I'll just pass that client off to another lawyer feeling strongly that that person will get the best advice, the kind of advice that I would give myself or a family member. It's almost like having an Instacare in your back pocket. You always, you always wanna know who you can go to first, but if they can't help you there, it's always great for them to be like, hey, here's the nearest hospital. They have a specialist there. They can help you. Well, one of the reasons I'm very engaged in this podcast and doing things like, and talking to people is because I know firsthand how important having the right lawyer is. And I want every person in America, every person in the world to be able to understand what I understand about how important it is to have a lawyer on the front end, in the middle, and on the back end of any problem. John, it has been such an amazing experience talking to you today. I hope that everyone listening has been uplifted and educated on a little bit more of what a lawyer does, like why it's important to have one. And just thank you so much for being able to enlighten us today. You're, you're most welcome. And I'm happy to help anyone with any question they may have.